speak up i don't remember what happened in this episode that's why we that's why it's on right now yeah no but we had this problem before where we ended up just watching the show all right I'll, i know how to fucking i know how to run a show all right okay yeah it's not that big a deal all right it'll come back we're trying to before we would do the podcast off one microphone you would sit on my lap but you surprised me with a very special gift a, a microphone that's maybe two hundred dollars, one eighty. Yeah, it's about two hundred. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No big deal, you know. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big money, big money, niggas. All right, yeah. I mean, drop, drop a bag left and right. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a gift, you know, to say thank you for going through pregnancy with me. I know it wasn't easy for you. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't a need a gift. Bitch. For huh? No, I was a bitch, you know. I mean, you're always a bitch, though. Damn, all right. When I met you, you were a bitch. <laughs> a little stink-ass, trifling <laughs> bitch. Uh, this is maybe the eighth time that we've watched this, uh, the second episode of The Wire. Uh, yeah, probably. And you know what? I don't remember You don't remember anything? You still don't know any names. Don't know what's going on. Yeah, um... It's kind of a testament to your resilience and not giving a shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just bad at watching shows. Like, I have to binge watch it or it just means nothing to me. Yeah, which is why we keep restart because we'll be like, let's do a Wire podcast. And then yeah. we'll just end up watching five straight episodes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I guess we're not going to do it anymore. But I really want to do this. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's a very great show. Very funny. Really fucked up. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was, like, very surprised. I'm like, this shit happens in real life, and you're, like, all the time. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and I did, whatever. So many, there's a lot of cop propaganda out in the media. Yeah. You watch so many shows, and the guy's just always right. He's just violently murdering people. No one ever questions him murdering people. It's like, I think we watched, me and you watched Bad Boys 2 a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that movie, like, in today's <laughs> climate, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it never made any sense. They destroyed the entire city. For they like, destroyed the city. They got that one Haitian man they just beat up <laughs> for no reason. You know? Yeah. They're snitch. He's already helping them out. Yeah. And putting his life on the line while work, working with the police. But then they come in and they fuck up his little shop. His little shop with knickknacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were very surprised the first episode of how they were just like shaking people down and being weird about stuff. Yeah. Not even having questions about right and wrong or like no like type of moral obligation. They're just kind of like, man, if this motherfucker, man, this motherfucker's gonna cost me my job, man. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they seem like they just wanna be violent, you know, like for no reason. Like there's these two meatheads in the show who just yeah. All they do is just fuck people up. Yeah, that's their entire thing. I'm trying to put the goddamn captions on. It was on. You gotta turn it on and off. Oh, it was on. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah, they got these two meatheads. These two, like, young guys who don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like, we gotta crack some heads. <laughs> and it's like, do you know how to read? 
Oh, yeah. They had that one guy try to do paperwork or something. He's like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> fucking, what kind of bullshit is this? Yeah, and meanwhile, the chick, she's doing, like, actual detective work. Oh, yeah, Kima, work. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kima's sick. The only good person on the The only team. actual person. Well, there's a couple people. There's Kima and there's the old black guy. Which he has he hasn't had his moment yes, yet. Yes, he has he's only done one thing. That's so the next far. episode we didn't technically watch that yet. Oh, whoops. Um I'm yeah. watching the show I always really appreciate the outfits. The giant leather jackets, the the stupid looking jeans. What do you mean stupid looking jeans? Not her, not Kima. She's dressed alright, but like you see oh. like McNulty and his jeans look stupid. Oh, well he's an alcoholic. He's like, what does that have to do with? <laughs> they don't it's weird. Any- Everybody in the hood is wearing like a five X. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is wearing moo-moos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the episode where they introduce their office. Their new. Well, the detail, the squad is assembled. Yes. These are a bunch of pieces of shit that yeah. don't. Damn, I love this judge just eating KFC. Yeah. Oh my god, my boobs leaking. Yeah, Mary's boobs are leaking. Ami is in other room sleeping. The internet was blessed with a very cute video of him taking a bath earlier. Oh. Whoa, it was just you and your mom. I sent it to the group chat. Come on, man. Those are the boys, the homies. Those are his aunts and uncles. Okay, well, he's taking a bath. It's private. Well, he's, he wasn't out. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, the show just shows you how incompetent a police department can be on so many levels. Like, right now, it's just seen during the judge's office, there's just biters everywhere. There's trash everywhere. He's he's fucking eating KFC. He's got ketchup on his top. <laughs> yeah, he's, ba- he's barely holding on. He doesn't... He at, In this conversation, he acts like he doesn't remember what McNulty is saying. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Oh wait, what? He doesn't remember? I thought he. McNulty like comes and complaining about something, and he's like, "I don't know what you want me to do." Like he did, like he didn't start this whole mess. Yeah, which he did. Like he's the one who put this thing together, right? Well, he he set the set the he got the wheels rolling by essentially <clears throat> throwing some guys under the bus. Mm. McNulty meets the squad, old black man. Daniels, fucking skeleton. He's so terrifying. I bet if there was like a romantic comedy he was in, you'd be watching and being like, he wants to murder everybody. Who, Daniels? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Is someone arguing outside? I don't know if they're arguing. They're probably just. Oh, up, you know up what? Up the block as well. What? I think they are arguing. I don't know. Anyway. Should I get this shotgun? No. I want to see someone beat someone up. It's been, like, boring. The streets have been boring? I don't know how it was firecrackers every fucking night. That has surprisingly toned down a lot. Everybody's running out of money. Good. Not that they're running out of money, but that they're not spending money on They are. Money. They're like, why the fuck am I going to spend... I didn't check their <laughs> bank statements. Like, damn, I took out $250 for fireworks this past week. Yeah. That's what it feels like. But then you drive past fucking Oregon Street, and they're like, all cars accepted. Five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's a government plot. Yeah, I also I don't know what the significance of setting off fireworks is. It hasn't done anything. It's just fun. You never set off fireworks? No, you know what? I haven't. Damn. 
Never had fun. Nah. Fucking white kid shoots and shoots around in the wall. Oh, Fuck it. What time almost blew my hand off with a firecracker in, uh, in South Philly at Debbie's house? I was fucking, uh, I don't know how I got firecracker, but I had one firecracker. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is powerful, like stick dynamite. And I was like, uh, I lit it and I threw it out of my hand. The second that it left my hand, it blew up. You're so stupid, yo. I know, man. It'd be so sick if I had like four fingers. <laughs> I saw some bitch on Twitter. She had literally four fingers. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't like it was a nub or anything. Um, or so I guess she had three fingers because the thumb is not a finger. Wow, you're one of those people. Is, isn't that what they say? Yeah, they do say that. Oh, okay. It's a finger, though. Um, my uncle in California, the, the construction dude, don't you like? I'm pretty sure he has a nub. A nub? He chopped the top of his hand? Yeah. Yeah. The trades are sick because you could just fuck yourself up for life and then still have to come to work the next day. Yeah, well, I don't think it's just the trades. Like, wasn't your friend, Chef? Oh, yeah, Chopped the <laughs> Chef Kurt, yeah. He dropped, a, like, a pot of gumbo on his foot. He dropped some <laughs> shit on his foot. Yeah. Maybe it was grits? I'm thinking of something Southern for some reason. I don't know, but super hot. He dropped something boiling on his foot. And then this asshole, I remember calling him, I remember talking to him and texting him, and he was yeah. like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'm just smoking a bunch of weed, <laughs> but then I'll be back to work by Friday, and it was like Wednesday, I was like, you're not going back to work Friday. Didn't he get like third degree burns? He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like sent me pictures, and I was like, oh my, I was like, how are you poor bastard? How are you like not crying yourself to sleep? And he's like, what, it's not that bad right now. Man... Fast forward months later, he's still in the house. Wait, what? Months? <laughs> he didn't work for like two months. Holy shit. I think that should happen in like December. Oh. I think it happened like the week before New Year's. Damn. We were in California. Because I remember messaging him while I was sick with the with Corona. Over New Year's, I was so upset. I was like, I want to go out. You wanted to go out so bad. You were like, I want you to take a nap. I'm like soaking wet (laughs) from my socks (laughs) to the top of my head. When this pleather couch is covered, it's looking like I peed on the couch. Yeah. That was crazy. I never never had a fever like that in my life. Oh, no, baby. Oh, the baby's crying? Yeah. I know you can't tell because you have my really nice. You have my really nice sound. The the $300 (laughs) headphones. But it was quiet control, my man. All right, let's And we are back. 
Had to put the baby to sleep. Oh my god, it feels so good to lay down with him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is a chill. He's a chill bloke. What'd you call him? Bloke. Bloke. Yeah. I think that means like your boy or something. What, British? Yeah. <laughs> he sends me to the police. This show is like, it starts off at such a weird place because you don't know what angle you should be. You don't know who to root for. Mm-hmm. You know, you start off being like, oh, you know, root for cops. Yeah. These guys seem nice. And then each episode, you're just like, oh, these people are horrible. Well, not all of them. But the department in general, yes. Just them in general, even this guy, this black fucking skeleton looking motherfucker. Like, he has, like, he's, like, defending, like, horrible dudes. Well, that's because, you know. That's what police do. Yes. The good cops defend the bad ones. It's his, it's his unit. He's the chief. Yeah, you gotta face the mic. He's the lieutenant? Chief? Something. Whatever. That's his team. Who cares? He's not the chief. He's something. Okay, whatever. He's their boss. He's the boss, and he can't throw anyone under the bus. Exactly. Which is ironic, because in every other field, your boss constantly just throws you under the bus. You know? Mm. Uses terms like we and us when (laughs) when everything's going great, and the second that, you know, you've inconvenienced him, it's like, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Baltimore one time. You ever been to Baltimore? Yeah, I've been there a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? No, that's okay. Go ahead. I don't know. Why you go to Baltimore? Hmm? First time I went to Baltimore was with my grandma. Mm-hmm. It was with my grandma and Uncle Ben. <laughs> my great-grandma, Uncle Ben, and Sarah. Why you gotta put quotes around Uncle Ben? He's not my uncle. So? Whatever. Ben's sick. He's still like the same type of guy too. He's like set, he's like in his late seventies and then he just wears fitted hats all the time. Damn. Hangs out on the block. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we went to Baltimore. Me, them, and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fell asleep on the drive. They got all these horrible pictures of me with my mouth open, <laughs> <laughs> looking all sweaty and stuff. It was like a summer. And then we were on a boat. We were we went on like a little boat tour of Baltimore. Yeah. In the harbor or whatever. And I was like, it's sick. Yeah, it is really nice over there. Yeah. I mean, it's not. The city is not. Yeah, okay, it's not. Uh, when I was young, I went to Baltimore, and I went to the Baltimore Aquarium. Ooh. And the only other aquarium I had for reference was the one in Camden. In Camden, which I've never been to. It's it's not that great. Yeah. The, the fun part is taking the ferry over there and feeling like you're really cool. Yeah? Forgetting feeling home. like a sea captain? <laughs> yeah. Like you're about to fucking catch a sea bass? <laughs> Yeah, um, but the Baltimore Aquarium is cool because they have like the U shape kind of. Oh, you can thing. walk under you the walk thing. Under, yeah. Isn't that one free? I don't know. I don't or remember. is it the DC Zoo that's free? The DC Zoo is free. Okay. Also have great. been there. It is also very nice. I've never been there. Um, I didn't go to the zoo till I was an adult. Till I took James. Uh, when we were younger, we had a membership to the zoo only because it was cheaper for us to buy a membership on the first go than to pay for every individual. Yeah, because it's like $25 per person. Yeah. And $20 I, for a kid and a kid, uh, a child is like uh, over the age of eight months. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, and I have a big family, so it made more sense. Yeah. 
So I used to go to the zoo a lot. One time I went and I brought this fucking book. And I was so excited because I went around. And a bird ate it? No, 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 no. I went around and I was like writing down each animal that I saw. And then oh, that's so cute. And a cute little fact about them or whatever. Yeah, this is a tiger. That's so cute. <laughs> and then we went to like inside of the zoo. There's like this little indoor playground thing, right? Yeah. And I put the book down next to my mom. Uh, my mom sat there with the book. She was there. She knew it was your book. She knew. I'm pretty sure she knew it was my book. She gave you the book. I don't know. Maybe my dad bought me the book. Whatever. That's not the point. We get up to leave. I forget about my book, thinking that my child, mom yeah. would pick it up for me. She just leaves it. We leave the zoo, and I'm like in the car. I'm like, okay, let me go, go, go back and look at all the animals. I, I asked her for my book. She's like, what book? I'm like, this bitch. Fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> Fucking dumb bitch. And you I, guys did that to me when we went to California. What? What we do? I had that book I was reading Roots. Oh. I left it on the bench and it was clearly identifiable that it was my book. Because <laughs> it was giant, it's a giant book. It's falling apart. Yeah. It was by the gate okay. where everyone got off okay, at. I got okay. off first. Yeah. So that, that was the thing. You got off first. I got off first and I was waiting and I was like, I got to pee. Yeah. I didn't know because you didn't leave anything else with the book. So I wasn't going to leave my bag. It was just a book sitting there. It was and, a book. And as me and Mike were walking out the gate, I'm like, that looks like Anton's That looks book. like a book. I know that book. I'm like, wow, someone else is someone also reading. Someone has a tattered version of Roots. <laughs> someone else has a version of Roots that's so fucked up. Yeah. It's barely holding together. And then, and then we walk out and we're like and looking you, for you. And then you see, when you do see me, I am not holding a book. Did not. I did not Didn't register. Didn't even think. Yeah. Hey, where's your book, girl? Yeah. Because it makes no sense to me. Why would you? You have your bag. Put the book My in My bag was bag. packed with shit. Okay, put it on top of your bag. Do what you got. What know. do you mean? I've never left anything sitting by itself at the airport. Yeah, I guess this is my fault. That book was sitting in my mom's closet for like 20 years. Yeah, did her she entire time. Her no. Uh-huh. She doesn't even know what's going on. You didn't tell her? <laughs> no, family is fucking hoarders. They always got some dumb shit. Yeah. Mom's got a closet full of Vibe magazines. She's never going to read those fucking magazines. They're covered in fucking, like, dust. Yeah. Maybe a little water damage over the years. A little humidity in there. Yeah. They're ruined. Yeah. Remember when you uh, started renovating the bakery and you, you were demoing the Oh, uh, yeah, and I found all those nudie mags. Yeah, and then you brought them to Masher. Well, they were clean. They were, like, covered up. They were, like, fresh. Okay. Anyway, my mom comes to Master to help me pack up to move back down to South Philly at the end of our lease. She finds them, and she's like, is he a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why does he have these? And then, and then to yes. make matters worse, there were some DVDs with it. Not from, you know, you finding them, but... Whatever, they're my DVDs. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, that's his too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, mom, I never saw this. I didn't know. He's got a secret life. Um, and, in, and instead of her being like, okay, you know what? He is a man. Let him live his own life. She just throws the entire stack away with the DVDs. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm not going to pick him up out the trash. Can't believe you let her do me like that. <laughs> First of all, they were Chinese magazines. We mean Chinese magazines. Those nudie magazines. Oh, one of them was like Asian, Asian college. They, I think most of them were. 
I mean, there was a group of Asian boys living here. First of all, they were all grown men. Okay. It, it was not... They were 21. No, 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 no. Those magazines did not belong to David's friends. Oh, really? It was oh. the previous tenants who were all grown men looking at magazines of young girls. Looking at magazines of 19-year-olds <laughs> before their shift at the factory. Yeah. Yeah, this is when you see Stringer Bell again. Well, every time you watch this show, you're like, damn, young Idris Elba. So he's younger than me. He's so high. He's 25 in this show. And he's like a pretty good actor. He's an amazing actor. I know, but like, this is a long time ago. He's like, he's a, look at him. It's when he's first starting out. Maybe. Every British actor is like, I went to the Willingsboro Academy <laughs> for, for, for gay kids or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's always some type of dumbass eight name, you yeah. know. And then American actors are like, "Yeah, I went to L.A." I went to NYU. <laughs> I went to the Academy. I went to Juilliard. Yeah. I love the thing with uh, the bitch who played Ray in uh, Star Wars. Her dad is like this uber powerful. Like I think he like either works for like the government. He's like a duke or something. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he owned Uber. No, no, no. Um, he does something, and then somebody's like, "How do you feel about like you know your privilege coming up?" And she's like, "I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> she's, they're like, "Oh, you know, you went to like this prestigious school, or, you know." Yeah. Because most like famous people are just like powerful people. There's people with connections. Like Nick Crow's dad is like some literally like millionaire lawyer. Who like fuck you? Don't even know who that is? I don't know who Nick Crow. He's is. some comedian. He's on Big Mouth. Oh, okay. I He's just some that. guy who was, like, born rich. His dad's, like, a high-profile, like... Is that... Same thing with John Mulaney. Both his parents are, like... Really? His, yeah, both his parents are attorneys. I think his probably his fucking median family income coming up is probably, like, fucking $400,000. Oh, I can't tell that by the stories he tell. What do you mean? All his stories are, like... What, what, what do you think about Home Alone 2? You know? Yeah, that just seems so normal. Oh, like rich people can't have, they can't have normal experiences. Look, this is our boy. This is, uh, this is our boy from Sopranos. Oh yeah, the the gambling guy. The gambling dude. Yeah, he's sick. Tony, come on, my luck's gonna turn around. <laughs> I showed my boys yesterday. I was at soup. I was at Soup and Zoe's house, at Matt's house. Uh, the fucking the Silvers, the Savages. Uh, I was showing them the scene where the executive game and Sylvia was getting all mad. Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, go get that cheese up. Around <laughs> Sylvia. And the Sylvia's like, oh, what the fuck? The fuck? Leave the cheese there. Yeah. He's like, I stick gobble gold. He says, I'm all shit. I stick provolone in my socks so it, sm- it smells like your sister's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit. We're going to watch that after this. Just that scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, sometimes I just come home and I see you just sitting here watching scenes of <laughs> just Mr. Scenes Paranormal. I'm like, what are you the doing? The thing is that it's at the point now where I do not enjoy watching episodes of Sopranos because it's too long. What I need is like around 10, 15 minutes <laughs> of like just great. Because some of those scenes are great. Like earlier I watched a scene with uh, Christopher fucks up and Tony is mad at him. So Tony yeah. yells at him in the bathroom at Vesuvius. Uh, 
at fucking at, at Artie's restaurant. Yeah. And then Christopher's like complaining to to what you call it, Adriana and no problem. Yeah. He was like, oh, fucking. He's like, I gave that guy my soul. <laughs> saying all this wild shit. Yeah. That guy's a great actor, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, well, Christopher is also like a son to Tony. I know. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about The Wire. Oh, yes, The Wire. We only this got is to- sick. This is a great scene. This is when uh, this older black guy with a mustache is telling uh, Daniels. He's like... This is wait, scene- No, this is a different episode than I'm thinking of. They're telling them they're gonna let they're gonna leave McNulty out to draw. Yes. They don't give a shit about him. Let's just get they're like let's just get this shit over with. I know everybody's upset. Let him let him like isolate himself. He's not gonna make any friends doing this. Yeah. And then cut to the next scene and he's making friends by like fucking, you know. Yeah. Um. But Daniels doesn't abandon McNulty. Daniels doesn't abandon anyone, which makes him a good cop. Yeah. But also a horrible human being, because some people, some of these people need to be abandoned. Yeah, that is true. Remember that bullshit I gave about keeping me informed? He, he, is, he always looks mad. That's just his default face. Yeah, he looks terrifying. <laughs> he just looks like he's never. Imagine him being like, "Hey, you know what I had earlier, man? I had a turkey sandwich. Yeah. With a little, little spicy mustard on it." Yeah, you'd be like, "Really? Okay." Yeah, I put these headphones on now. I'm just really loud. Yeah. I just can't stop. Yeah, but then the mic. Once once you hear it, it sounds really. Dumb. I mean, you heard it. Yeah. It sounded weird. Yeah. I gotta figure it out. I love those headphones. They are my, like, favorite headphones ever. Should I get some? Those? You have AirPods. Yeah, but for when I'm on the computer. I gave you Michael's gaming headphones. They suck. Okay. Well, I don't know what we say. Those are $300, which is why they seem a lot better. The, uh, the ones with the things suck because a lot of times I have to, like, unplug it and plug it back in like five times for it to work i really think you're just missing a driver for it i tried to download the driver i think i have it the real tech some, no not real tech i think that's what the it's called actual, no, that's not no that's what it said that's what the file says i don't know man i don't know shit but i probably downloaded a virus earlier trying to set up for this podcast remember i had got i had the computer for like five days and i yeah. literally downloaded a virus and you called me and you cried about it i, I didn't cry i was like what are you i was <laughs> Um, I was like, what do you think this means? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey, hold on, let me take Look, I can't search the thing. <laughs> and then look, it's kind of like, it's like Google. But the I, Google thing isn't popping up. Yeah, and in my head, I'm already like, this dumb ass. Dumb bitch. Down I had a computer bodies. for maybe six days. Yeah. And I was trying to be nice. I was like, you know what, let's video a chat. Let me, let me see what you're going through. And like as I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my god! Idiot, downloaded vicious <laughs> malware, mining <laughs> my computer for all yeah. the information. And I'm like, luckily yeah. there's nothing. It was nothing. Yeah, wrong. you just had to reset the entire. I thing. just yeah had to re-download Valorant. Which is not even a big deal. Illegal Legends. Yeah. Well, it is because how I'm gonna play it if it's fucking. <sighs> Maybe it was just a bad 
sign that you shouldn't play it hands on. Maybe you should appreciate the fact that I am the type of man that doesn't go to clubs and get sparklers, and I just like to sit in this room silently and whisper to myself about the video games that I'm playing. First of all, that's not all you do, but okay. And this bowl has been sitting here. I asked you to wash it. I'm going to wash it. When? Today. Today? It's a new day. It's past midnight. Don't, don't tell, don't, don't do me like that. All right, okay. Do not do me like that. You do not got to do me like that. Yeah, let me count all these cans you got sitting around here too, encroaching on my space. First of all, this is my space. First of all, it's not. It's my desk. My house. It's my house. <laughs> I'm so underappreciated around here. I love you. This is E Love. I love you too, dude. <laughs> I don't want you. <laughs> this seems great that they're trying to shake down fucking uh this is barely about the wire i guess we should just stop making it about the wire no it's about the wire it's it's related you see, it's just we've seen this episode like four times it's annoying to watch it again okay well the next one is when it'll be good yeah it's when yeah, the podcast yeah. would be good i think did we watch the next one already we did we watched oh. one episode five one episode five we watched two episodes already what I know, and keep being like, yo, you remember what happened? <laughs> um, this is the episode where... I mean, people know what episode it is, they, but this is the scene where fucking, they got, they got fucking <laughs> D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> they got him crying. He's in there like, He's oh, ugly man. crying. He's ugly here. crying, stupid turtleneck. <laughs> He's um, like, man, this motherfucker left three kids, man. He go to church. They're lying. They're just yeah. bold face lying to his face. Uh, the black man, he, dude, he brings in pictures of his bring own kids. Bringing pictures of his own kids. Like, man, kids fucking all oh, day. Mama died a couple years ago. <laughs> they ain't got no motherfucking parents. He's deacon at the church. He got this little motherfucker about to sign his life away. Starts fucking writing a letter to the guy. Yeah. They ain't had to do him like that. Yeah, here you go. Here go these fucking kids. His kids. <laughs> That's such a piece of shit move to do too. That's how you know cops can be pieces of shit. They're just like, these <laughs> kids. <laughs> but this is also where you see like D'Angelo actually has some kind of like. This is where you start to have some type of like appreciation for the quote unquote vicious drug dealers because they have a heart. Yeah. It's because he's like, essentially just a guy with a job. That's all he is. He's just out and there he doing treats jobs. it like a job. Yeah. I think it's the next episode where he's like, man, why are you going to treat him like that, man? Yeah. Shit, money be green. Uh, that was the first episode when, they, mm-hmm. when the white boy robbed him. But in the next episode, he's like, fucking, uh, why are you going to treat him like a dog like that, man? Yeah. You going to take his money, though. <laughs> and he's right. I remember we watched that documentary about those heroin dealers in Detroit, and they were like, customer comes first. Oh my god, yes. And they treated all of their workers. They treated their employees like they worked at Ford, because they all were a bunch of like city and manufacturing workers, and he was like, yeah, you only work eight hours, you get half hour lunch. Nah, what really got me was they got fucking paid vacation. They got paid vacation to sell heroin. (laughs) Those motherfuckers went out to New York City as a fan. They literally went as a family to watch a title fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at this motherfucker ugly crying. 
feeling bad. He had big head. Yeah, big ass head. I was watching First 48 like yesterday or some shit, and then he just like bold faced lied to this woman. Uh-huh. And she just snitched on this guy. <laughs> like, they go to the guy first, and yeah. the guy talked to him, and he just doesn't say anything. He was like, he was like, all right. He didn't say shit. And then they went into the other room, and he was like, what happened? And he was like, he threw you under the bus. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, he said you on your own. That's what he said. Shit. He said you gotta answer for your crimes. Damn. <laughs> and then she's just like sitting there, like leg shaking, and she's like, he hit him with a stick. <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> she said something. <laughs> yeah, he hit him in the head with a rock. I don't know why he did that. All right, here comes the lawyer, the Jewish lawyer. How do you know he's Jewish? You know what? I guess you're right. Yeah, he just looks Jewish. He racist. His name's Levy. <laughs> he's definitely. He's definitely. Um, yeah, this is when the lawyer's about to, like, he looks like he's about to rip this poor kid apart. I know, because he was sitting at home fucking eating, hum- eating hummus, eating cyber hummus, yeah. minding his fucking business. Then when he gets a phone call from Stringer Bell on his, on his burner phone, you don't write anything, you don't say anything. How many times I have to tell you people? How many times I got to tell you niggas? <laughs> he smacks him up the head. He's so mad. Yeah, well, also that dude is young, you know? Yeah, he's like 22. He's already murdered someone. Yeah. This old guy's sick. Just in there building a little f- tiny furniture. This guy is cute. I don't know what his name is. Oh, my God. It's an armoire. This guy's this old guy's sick. This is who I want to be. This is me. Except instead of doing that, instead of making a tiny furniture, I'm, uh... You would work in making my mom that planner that you said you were going to Oh, yeah, that planner. Months ago. You told me not to do it. Months. You were hating. Wait, did you tell her about it? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's no hood fuck. I want one, too. For what? For where? Outside? Yeah, outside the bakery. Okay. I'm not even making a bunch of planners for all the Chinese ladies in fucking South Philly. Well, how? Say, you know, your aunt's going to be like, I want one. Yeah. Why can't I get one? That's how we'll mark our properties. Our With planters. the planners? <laughs> the poorly made planners? <laughs> hand, me a, hand me a seltzer out there. I got these seltzers by accident. You were already drunk. You were I was barely drunk. drunk. I didn't even I didn't even start drinking yet. Yeah, like whatever. One white claw in. Yeah. Those two one out of three, okay? Those two and a half white claws had me fucked up all day today. Are they good? They're alright. Very silly names for very serious drinks. What is this called? It is so funny that alcohol gets a pass. It's so destructive. Fucks you up. It's called Evil Genius Seltzer Company. What? How is this a very funny name? It's not. I don't know. You know, I don't really drink, but I kind of miss fruity drinks. A little margarita? Yeah, go to brunch, you know. Oh my god, I miss brunch on my... Get a little mimosa. Shout out to fucking Smutty29 tweeted something about there being a brunch, a PUA brunch at Lemon Hill tomorrow. What's PUA? 
It's the Philly unemployment. It's the Pennsylvania unemployment assistance for COVID. Oh. My friends got up to like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> my friends been out on the streets wilding with that PUA money. But I saw it, and my first thought was like, "Damn!" First of all, I was like, "That that would be sick." And then the second thought was, "Damn, I miss brunch." Yeah. I miss a little green eggs, a little one p.m. green eggs. We should go. Being like, uh, oh, "I'm gonna get something else." Nah, actually, it's steak skillet. Yeah. Mac and cheese skillet. I wanna go, but all these places with outdoor dining, they're still right on top of each other. That is true. Difference. That is true. Also, the Green Eggs that is very close by us has a horrible out is you just sit under the sun. Yes. Because they're on the side block. They're on the east-west block, not a north-south block. Yeah. Right? Yes. Also, it you only has like three block. tables out there and they're all two-seaters. They're all two-seaters. I mean, I would go. I mean, you know what? The thing is that it's not the same. We tried to go out the one time. Oh, yeah. But we also went to some Italian place right on Pastor on Kennedy. It was all right. Yeah, it was just all right. We were also depressed that day. Yes, I had a very bad day. We had a very bad day. Yeah. We've been going through it. Postpartum's hard, man. It is hard, but our baby's sick. Yeah, you know what? He's a good boy. He is a good boy. I had a hard time bonding with him. Remember at the hospital the first two days or whatever? He cried when I held him, and I was like, I don't want to. I want that to didn't happen that way. I don't know why you remember it that way. That's how I remember it. I don't know what happened. but You he, were having a psychotic break. I was not having a psychotic break. You were. Something happened. He cried, and I was like, I don't want to. I want to we return him. Ho- yeah. <laughs> another one. He would be, like, sitting in your arms quietly, and then he would go, and he would start crying, and then he'd be like, he hates me. <laughs> he hates me. He doesn't like me. I want to give him back. That lasted for a couple of weeks, first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been rough, you know. The, everything about the pregnancy was fine until the delivery. And I think that had a lot to do with Jefferson. But you also, you can't blame him for everything, but the yeah. experience got weird once we got to Jefferson. The postpartum recovery, um, I felt very cared for. You know, the nurses were hat. amazing. Nurses are really nice. Um, it was, yeah, it was the actual delivery part that was like... Yeah, the delivery sucks. Yeah. It's like cute people that work at Jefferson, too. It's like the young people hospital, it feels like. Just like nobody over the age of, like, 36. Mm, Every person I saw... Yeah. Them, they were. Everywhere. Everybody was, like, 29. I guess it's because it's a teaching hospital, right? Yes, but so is mm. Penn. Penn, you get some seasoned vets in Penn. Yeah. I'm sure it's like that everywhere. Yeah, I guess. There's our boy Bubbles snitching because they beat up his white boyfriend. Not his boyfriend. They're just good friends. They're just his his boy. That's really what I meant. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he comes up with this scheme where, like, he was selling hats to them. Yeah, like, whoever scheme, he puts yeah. the red hat on. That's a player. Yeah. Weebay. Weebay's a savage. Who's Weebay? What does he do? He's like a shooter. He's a guy that him and D'Angelo are in the car. There's a guy named Anton. Him and D'Angelo are in the car, and D'Angelo says to me, he pulls over, he's like, yo, no, yo, no speaking. In, you know the rules, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No speaking in the car. All right. You know, I don't think he wears a pair of jeans that aren't a uh, 40-40. You know? 
Yeah, those numbers mean nothing to me. Girl jeans are not. Oh. Are not measured. Well, I have a thirty-two inch waist. Okay. So imagine if you add eight <laughs> inches on it. Those are the jeans that he's wearing. They're yeah. like this. They're like parachute pants. Yeah. Um, female jeans have no type of measurement, and they're just the most arbitrary numbers. You go from company to company and suddenly decide. Yeah, you talked to one girl. She was like, "Yeah, I wear like in between like a seven and an 18. And it's like, well, "How does that make sense?" Yeah, first of all, numbers don't even go like that. I wear a four. Are they even? Well, no. I mean, I guess you could go up to eighteen. I don't think it goes that high. That's what I mean. I'm just. Saying but like, like yeah. I wear between a two and a four, right? But like, there's also zero and double zero. For bony bitches? I guess so. Get your bony ass out of here. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. Why was this all fucked up? All these lesions and shit on the skin? Yeah. He's a good dude, though. They make it, heroin addicts make heroin seem so fun. Oh my god. I would love to do heroin with no <laughs> I would consequences. Love to try it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's everyone that fucking like got in oxys by accident. This is this kind of what this show is about too. It's Cause like these guys sell heroin and it's like it's very easy to get addicted to drugs. It's fucking incredibly difficult to get off of it. And the most dangerous drug, or actually, it's not the most dangerous drug. Yeah, it's just the most addictive. Fentanyl is the most dangerous drug. They had me on fentanyl when I was in the hospital. It felt nice. <laughs> you, you feel your heart stopping. Yeah, I don't know why people just die off that shit. What is up with that? I mean, if you dose it wrong, it is very fatal. It's a, it's a very, um, I think it's class one. I don't know. I don't know what class it is. Isn't it funny that like all those drugs and like weed were in the same boat? Weed. Yeah, weed has a history of being like. In law, just as bad as like heroin. Oh, 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 as heroin. I thought you were gonna say like it was controlled like fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I remember when they discharged me from the hospital with oxy. I was like, damn. Yeah, you were all afraid to take the oxy. I was very scared to take you it. You were like, I don't wanna. It's the five milligrams. Yeah. Well, I was out here doing 50s. And then you encouraged me to take it. I was like, all Going right. to the fit, getting into a car accident on purpose. <laughs> Lying about their shoulder pain, being like, ah, I can't. <laughs> getting a nice, I don't even know if they come in 50s. Do they? They come to uh, 100. It's nice. Yeah, you were a pharmacist. This is D'Angelo and fucking Avon hanging out. Avon Barksdale, they didn't have a picture of him yet at this point. Yeah, this is sick. It's because like you see Avon as like a family man. He's like at this family cookout. Yeah, it's really nice. He's like making mac and cheese when they walk in. He's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, let me see that baby. Yeah, well, he's never got dirty, you know. Like he's not on the streets. He's not that involved at that level. Yeah, he's a boss. He's like Tony. He's black Tony. Yeah. Except to be honest, he seems like a lot nicer of a guy. Um, yes, but because Tony has, like... Tony has his moments, but this guy is, like, so, like, he's, like, in the community, Bush. 
Like with this fucking weird party. There's another episode yeah. where he's like doing some like Yeah. Something that he did does not have to be doing. We didn't that's, get that far though. Yeah, so. but that's the thing with like drug dealers and like poor black neighborhoods is that they end up just becoming like the most imp- what happens is they just become the most important person in the neighborhood. Because they they affect so much. You know? Yeah. Well, because I hear buying sneaks for basketball teams and shit, fucking paying for trips to Florida for the football team. That's not everywhere. Though. Paying for after school programs. What? That's not everywhere. It's a lot of places. Your neighborhood hustler, who's like the most prominent hustler, yeah, is like a mentor to young kids, and some not yeah, not in every town, but like yeah, but like like the guys from my block in Tomahawk in the morning, they were like yeah. good guys. They were like a little bit older than me. Yeah, I thought they were like thirty. They were like I was ten. They were like sixteen. Yeah, you know they were the young boys, but they were on their way to being old heads. They like fucking. They always, they would even be like asking you about school and shit. Guys who dropped nice. out of school would be like, "You don't get in school." Aww. It's like, why are you asking about this, bro? You know you don't care. Like you, you in your head, you're like, "I know you don't care." Yeah. But then they do. Knowing your mom and shit, being nice to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Giving your mom weed, but some weed to your mom. Damn what? Yeah. Drop your pants, man. This is a funny scene. These guys are drunk and they go to the projects to fuck with these guys. He makes this guy pull his pants down to his fucking thermals. Yeah. Puts his dirty ass loafer on this guy's ass. First time I saw this episode, I was like, why are they? You're like, why are cops harassing people? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they do that. That's like this shit too. Like all these protests. Like you just see how immediate. I mean, we watched a video earlier of the cops shooting that guy with a rubber bullet with his hands oh, up. Oh, yeah. It didn't make any sense. The cop kept telling him to put his hands in the air. And he put his, his hands in the air and they shoot him in the stomach with a rubber <laughs> yeah. bullet in front of his family. Yeah, dude, that was... She had, like, her baby in her arms. She had, he had just gave her the baby. Yeah. They were, like, a half a foot away. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, I keep seeing all this stuff about how rubber bullets, like, fuck people up. Yeah, just because they're rubber and it sounds innocent doesn't... Th- well, people think that they're just made out of rubber. Uh, it's a slug covered yeah. in rubber. Yeah. Oh. Don't get your blood on my car, you piece of shit. This is where he blinds this poor 14-year-old. Beats him with his deputy gun. With his fucking pistol. Yeah. Then they start getting bottles thrown at him and shit. I think after this episode, we'll, the podcast will get better because I really am tired of watching this one. I've seen this one like seven <laughs> times in the past year. Yeah. Well, what happens is we always... We don't do it right away. We just keep watching the show. Yeah. Which I think once we catch up, we can start like watching it and then... Yes. Maybe we should do one tomorrow. Yeah, we can. I would love to fucking throw a brick at a cop from a project building. Yeah. From the 18th floor. You've never been in the projects. Uh, yeah, no. I've been through them, but I never... What you doing in the projects? Nothing. <laughs> fucking nasty hoe. <laughs> nasty bitch. What? Don't look at me like that. 
Oh, this is the the scene where we first see see how fucked up McNulty's life is. McNulty's life, and I'm like, oh, I'm this sl- is you when I met you. Yeah, I'm sleeping on the floor. <laughs> I have a TV. That's about it. It's a bunch of trash everywhere. Yeah, the only thing that you use is your PlayStation. Literally, yeah, just PlayStation. Yeah. Cell phone charger. Yeah. Um. I first like go into your room and there's a bunch of shit on the floor, and I'm like just staring at you and you just push everything under your bed and I'm like alright mind your business <laughs> mind your fucking business mm-hmm. I need my haircut so bad dude let me cut your hair hmm? let me cut your hair fuck no she was all stupid I like had all these spots in my head for the next couple days okay but this mind. time I have the actual buzzy buzz I'm alright Alright. McNulty. Oh. I like this guy too, this fat piece of shit. This like actual Baltimore guy. Oh, his, it's not even his partner. I don't even know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's just some guy. I, don't, I still don't really understand. He's just another person in the department. Yeah. And then uh, McNulty's boss walks out. And he's like so Fucks upset. The, yeah, because they found you know witness killed. Mm-hmm. That's the thing though. It's like they don't protect anyone. What are you talking about? If you snitch for them, they're not gonna fucking. Somebody's come to look for you. What the fuck are they gonna do? Oh, it's only on the high profile cases or something, right? That not they, even that they put you under witness protection. Not even. What the fuck is the point then? Why would I ever help them out? Because they promise you shit. They starve you for two days and they're like, you know, you want a burger? <laughs> no, but like. You know what? Maybe people, I do. Yeah, yeah. Like regular people, right? Who is not involved in it in any way. Regular people, they're, they're calling your attention to stuff. And then. They're like calling your attention and they're like fucking, they're just telling you that you're going to go to jail. So like you could be around for some wild shit, not really see anything, not really know, Mm -hmm. but kind of have the idea be like, well, I kind of could put, I could put it together for you. Yeah. Then then they get you in there and they're like, well, everyone else involved said it was you. So now you're going to jail. What the fuck? Yeah. So you say something so you don't go to jail for life. We should go to D.C. We should go to D.C. You want to go to D.C. for the weekend? Yeah. I like you down there. Also, there's a great Korean barbecue spot in Maryland that just, like, they reopened for business. We should go. We're going to die from COVID. It's on the way. Listen, you can't eat Korean barbecue at home. You can't. It's one of those things where you have to go out. I miss going out to eat so much, dude. It was our entire relationship. Entirely. Every pitfall and high mountaintop yeah. was over a plate of Korean barbecue. Yeah, and now, over that, sum. now that we can't go out to eat, you know what? I don't think I love you. You don't love me anymore? <laughs> Shout out to our group, the group chat that we're in, that I started, the 10 Mob Commandments, Sopranos group chat. Oh, I never opened that. But we, yeah, but we... Yeah, frequently talk about how much we can't wait for the streets to open back up so we can all go to dim sum damn what maybe i should start reading that group chat then 
You should. Well, fucking like Alyssa loves dim sum. Noel loves dim sum. Mm. I think those are the only two people I've ever, ever, <laughs> I've ever been in dim sum. But it only takes one person to spread the gospel of going into a hostile environment. No Wait, one what are you talking about? It's not hostile. If you're, if you're not, if you're not, okay. if you're not Asian, okay, not even Asian. You have to be specifically Chinese. Specifically, in the area in the Northeast, in Philadelphia, Boston, no place we went. Cantonese or somewhat Mandarin speaking. Yeah. Well, yes. They will all speak Mandarin, but they don't all speak Cantonese. They do not all speak Cantonese. Some of them do, and that's how some of them will approach. Yes. They'll just be like, you Cantonese? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, no. And then they'll, but if, if like you some, say no, they'll ignore you. Oh, yeah. Once you get across them that you don't speak any language, <laughs> they just show, they just like flash it and they walk away. <laughs> It's sick, man. I love them so. It's such a great experience. Yeah. You know, you put down a little thing with four dumplings in it, and you play that game of, like, let me not be the hungry-ass motherfucker <laughs> and eat. <laughs> let me let everybody else get one. But that's the thing about dim sum. You just get another one. No, what you... I mean, not all at once. That's how we fucked up the first time. Uh, okay. I'm supposed to be talking about the show. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, we can get some dim sum in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. And DC. Um, this is the scene where Don't like, even don't even worry about it. What? <laughs> Fuck it. Who you cares? You said it's about alright, fine. Fuck it. I mean the show look, man, this is just kinda more of a, a filler episode than anything. Wow, that's what I am to you. I'm a filler. Shut your damn mouth. I'm, I'm talking filler? about the show. I'm talking about the show, this episode. Wow. This episode kind of just fills the gaps on like what's going on if you didn't catch it in the first episode. It kind of just sets the plate. And it's like, some people are good, some people are bad. It's just like setting the scene for, I guess that's how, yes, that's how television shows work. It's that they like yes. build up the rest of the season in the first three. But this episode's like really slow and kind of boring. I can't tell because we haven't gone that deep into it. Like we haven't I think, watched that many. I think, the, I think The Sopranos is my, my favorite show because it has a lot of natural funny moments like great like it's just good time it's just good writing yeah you know some shit the character you know a little Pauly. yeah this isn't know. meant to be a comedy though the sopranos isn't meant to be a comedy that doesn't stop it from being hilarious that, that is true but this show has so many like real life like fucked up moments that make you go oh i never saw it that way but this completely makes sense and yeah you know, gives you like time to reflect and shit. Uh, later on in the show, specifically like season three and four, it gets like really dark. Yeah, his, with, like, his real- wife, Daniel's wife, just said uh, the game is rigged. Yeah. But if you don't play, you can't lose. That's not true, by the way. <laughs> the season three and four of this show are. Season three is where I identify with the show the most. Because okay. I think it's the season. Wait, you're ruining it. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't really going to ruin it. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, they start following around these kids in the city. They start, because each season they kind of follow around different groups of people in Baltimore City. Wait, but it's still all connected to. It's Avon. still all connected to the, the drug game, the war on drugs. Oh. But, but the third season is on a group of like young people. Yeah. And I identify with that 
with so many aspects of the show because I remember being young yeah. and how all the wild shit going on in my friend's life and my life and yeah. it just feel it makes stuff make sense oh did you watch this when you were really young yeah I watched this when I was a kid I had this on DVD we had a bootleg uh. all six seasons on DVD <laughs> Oh, bootleg DVD. Oh my god, it was great. You walk into the poppy store, there's someone there selling. You're walking down the street with your mom, and you hear, I got Medea's family reunion. Yeah. Well, what used to happen was, uh, me and my me and my aunt, we used to go to Blockbusters a lot. Mm, yeah, Blockbuster. All the time. Little West Coast video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I think she got busy with work or something. And she ended up just buying bootleg DVDs out of her nail salon. Because <laughs> yeah. a guy would just come every week and, yeah. and show You guys are coming to the barbershop? Yeah. I got Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You seen that? <laughs> you seen that? This shit crazy. Keep on tight. Yeah. Yeah. And then you find out McNulty's a drunk too. Just every police officer is like a vicious alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> And you know why they drink and not do drugs is because like it's legal to get drunk, drunk as fuck. And they're the law, so no one's gonna stop yeah. them from like driving drunk. He is in a personal car though. He's drunk though. No one can drive drunk. Says the law. Yeah, I tried it once. That shit was not fun. Driving drunk. Mm-hmm. I used to drive drunk constantly. What? I used to drive drunk all the time. And a 96 Buick? Flying. What's wrong with you? I was drunk. Oh my god. I was having a great time. That's not a good this thing. This one day, he's one of the kids. Like, he gets out of bed all set. Kids blinded in an eye. It Dang. is very sad. My mom's blinded in one eye. Yeah, you take her. You can't take her glasses. She can't draw. Damn, you putting her business out. She can't. Yeah, everybody knows this. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, that's the end of the episode. That episode is like kind of dry and a little boring compared to the rest of season one, which is kind of like jam packed with like events and wild shit. Yeah. Like the first episode, they beat. They put a white boy in the hospital. Yes. For having a fake twenty dollar bill. Yeah. They like beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it really wasn't even that deep, to be honest. I know, that's why D'Angelo just walked away. He was like, I'm not even... This has nothing to do with me. This is y'all. But he's running it. That's his team now. He he does whip that squad into shape. Yeah. The next episode, they're like, I'm getting money. Yeah. You any closing statements? No, it's 1.30 a.m. And uh, I'm ready to go sleep with my little baby. Yeah, I'm ready to go sleep, too. All right, guys. Thanks. Good night. Bye.